Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, I don't know what's going on in your part of the world. We've just experienced this wonderful peace and the blessing and the love of God, the presence of the Spirit of God here. Um, I want to say, there's many things on my mind this morning, but one thing I want to share is I just sense there's a state of urgency uh, in the realm of the Spirit for us. Uh, We could be here, we could spend a whole day and just... It's been awesome in his presence uh, since earlier this morning in our worship time and practice and sharing our faith and our love for one another. Um, I don't know what part of the world and what's going on in your part of the world if you might be watching in today, but um, some of you may or may not know, um, in Hartford, in Hartford Village actually, Thursday and Friday, there were two occurrences of some darkness and evil um, and things that happened that came in. Now, a few weeks ago, how many of you were here to hear Tina's testimony? She shared her testimony. For those of you who might not have been, I'm going to sum it up in, in just about 50 words. Her and her husband had gone to Old Orchard Beach. They were there for a little short vacay, and they were just minding their own business and loving God's creation and feeling the sand between their toes. And they went to get some food, fill their tummies up, the things, the kinds of things that you do on vacation. When all of a sudden, there was darkness that started, evil that started swirling around where they were sitting. And there was a woman tormented by evil spirits. And she was actually manifesting and causing quite a scene. And she was flashing herself and talking about trying to cast the demons out of herself and making all sorts of declarations. And she kept coming closer and closer and kind of getting in people's face, in their space anyway. And when this happened, uh, Tina was there. And so she started immediately. There was just, I think we could call it a rising up. She's shaking her head, yes, definitely. Something happened in her. Something happened in her mind, in her gut. It wasn't fear. There was something in her spirit, man, that that rose up. And she began to utter prayers and cry out to God for the condition of this woman. And her husband said instantly, the second that this began, because she'd been creating quite a scene for quite a while, this woman, this poor woman. Um, And instantly, she began to stop and calm down and then be at peace. And it seemed that the evil spirits left her and, and left her surroundings and left the area, just left the area. Some people were there in fear, but... God began to immediately work when there was this rising up that comes from the Spirit of God, that new creation man in you. There's power when we rise up. There's power when we rise up in love. Now, some people are rising up in anger. Some people we are seeing in the earth rising up in viciousness, in Contention in all sorts of things. But when we rise up in the spirit, things happen. And again, that was the testimony. So I'm just sharing that story. Uh, The police came and they investigated it. And by the time they got there, uh, I know this woman began to lie down even. She was exhausted from the torment that she had been in. And so um, I loved when Tina told the story, the police officer said, you know, were you afraid? I mean, he was trying to ask people basically in a nice way, do you want us to arrest this lady? And, pe- and, and she was like, no, she's okay now. You know, <laughs> This poor woman had been tormented. 
things can happen in our space, and I know that they had that experience so that they could actually experience the rising up in their spirit. How many in here have ever felt this your spirit man, your new creation man, rise up in you? How many? I mean, really, I, w- I want to see your hands, that you've experienced it, because some people haven't yet. But I tell you, there's a time coming. There's a time, and it's, and it's here, and it's upon us. Last Thursday, right, just, you know, less than a half a mile, probably a quarter mile up the road, there was actually uh, a police altercation where there was someone who uh, was seriously having some issues and a homeowner in the, in the area, this man was on his front yard when he came home, and uh, he was arguing with him, and, and he couldn't reason with this man. He didn't know this man. And he called the police and said, I'm really fearing for my safety. I don't know who this person is. And he's really being violent. So they sent out one officer. They sent out an officer because we're short. We're short of police right now. We understand what's going on in the earth. Defund the police. You know, negativity about our police. But we live in this rural community. I mean, we're not just here with a bunch of cows. I mean, there's really people here. You know, there's about 35,000 people in all of the Upper Valley within an hour of here. So, you know, we're not totally just like, this isn't a one-horse town. There's a couple of horses here. And uh, so, you know... This police officer goes and he tries to talk this guy down. He tries to talk him. He's a family man. He's worked worked on the force for 12 years. Um, He's a really nice guy. He's wonderful. He's the canine officer for Hartford. He's a very wonderful man. He became a police officer so he could serve his community. That was his vision. He, he puts his life on the line to help and serve others. And that really is his heart. And that man um, would not, he was trying to talk the guy down, trying to get him over by his car, you know, just talk him down calmly. And the man was having none of it. So he suddenly started charging to the officer. He used his um, pepper spray, but it was of no effect because of what I believe is supernatural power. This man was being used by, as we talked earlier about the woman that was being plagued, this man had some serious issues, and they weren't just in this physical realm. He charged the officer, knocked him down, started beating him in the head, uh, I know when Lonnie was a police officer in Los Angeles, um, there were many times they would come across an individual who was in a situation like that, and it would take five officers to try to subdue a person that is being used demonically in that way. Um, and then the man began to choke the officer. Choke him out. Well, you only have so many seconds before you go unconscious. Um, And we don't know what was going through his mind. We don't know. Haven't talked to him. But just put yourself in that place. And he felt there was nothing else he could do. And he was somehow able, he couldn't get his hands, uh, couldn't get the guy off of him. He couldn't get his hands off his neck. And he used his Um, duty weapon, and the man was shot, and the man died. This was Thursday. Um, Thursday, when we had our CC meeting, CCC meeting uh, at at the Cornerstone Community Center, the the television news were there doing interviews with people around the neighborhood. This is so foreign for our neck of the woods. Amen? Hartford is the town, the village. This happened in Hartford Village. Not that far from my house. This is where my family lives. This is where God has sent me and placed me in this church body, in the body of Christ. 
The very next night, we were having a meeting on our deck. We're having a leading leadership meeting. We'd break, broken bread and had a, uh, a simple meal together. And then we just decided to go outside. And... Um, and just sit outside because we won't be able to sit outside easily like that for much longer. You know, fall is coming. While we were there, our cars were parked in the parking lot over here near the library because they've been paving the roads. As you came into church today, you saw all the bumps and lumps, but they're going to pave it. It's going to be beautiful in about a week or so. It's going to be amazing. Yes, make way. Make, pave the path coming to the house of the Lord. And while we were there, somebody saw some police um, cars coming in the driveway. And they were circling in the parking lot of the church. And Lonnie knows uh, several of the police officers. And I said, well, maybe they wanna, they're want they looking for where our cars are and wondering why we're not home. So Lonnie got up and peeked over the fence so he could just they could see that we were, we were there. And then two... Uh, police cars parked in the driveway. One was right by the side porch of our house, and the other one was closer to where our cars would have been parked um, if our cars had been there. And we were there, and then Lonnie says, well, I wonder, there must be something going on down the street, just down the street. So just about the time we started pray, we heard two pops, pop, pop, um, being... Um, Growing up around guns, I, we knew it wasn't a high caliber. It wasn't a rifle. It wasn't a 38 or a 45 handgun. It sounded more like a 22 pistol or something. But we had heard simultaneously yelling and shouting going on. And we knew something was up because we're sitting right out on the deck. And, of course, Debbie lives next door, and her husband was home with the dogs, you know, alone. And that's even closer to where this was, whatever was happening. Well, we don't have the story. I don't know exactly what happened. All I do know is <clears throat> one of the police officers um, was sent to the hospital uh, because he was somehow injured in the situation. And um, simultaneously, I want to tell you what I found out later that night. I didn't sleep too much that Friday night because I was really seeking the Lord. The Lord had given us some revelation of things, and each one of us were sharing we were also looking to see what is God speaking as the theme or the focus of the feast uh, this year uh, because we'll be putting that, those materials together. And each of us were sharing, and it was so vast, we said amen to every person's input, but it was so big, how do we reduce this to three words or less? You know, How do we, how do we get to the point, the why we're gathering this fall? Well, um, as we were doing this, all of this was occurring. All of this was occurring. And as I went to bed that night, I, I read about more information about what had happened the day before. We had said, well, you know, prophetically, the police officers' cars parked there. Um, one of the officers' car that was there, someone else came back to pick it up because that must have been one of the officers that was wounded um, because he couldn't drive it. So they sent someone else to pick up that vehicle. Something's going on. This doesn't happen in my village. This doesn't happen in my township. God has given us all authority. God's word says, he, has, he says, I've given you all authority. If you are my child, if you are blood-bought, if he owns you, he has given you all authority. It's just we don't, we're not thinking like that all the time. We're not thinking like that all the time. But we did immediately. And when we prayed, uh, it suddenly got silent. As soon as we prayed on the deck, and we began to bind up uh, things. It says <clears throat> that whatever you bind up on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay? So that's what we were doing, and everything calmed down. 
And I went to bed that night, and he just showed me. It was just a living confirmation of what God is calling us to do. And saints of God, it's an hour where God is calling us to rise up. Rise up. Put on the full armor of God. It's time to rise up. Wake up the prayer warriors. It's time to pray. It's time to decree the word of God with a governing force. Do you understand what I'm saying? God has put us and given us his authority. And we can be a governing force wherever we are. Just as Tina was on the beach, she didn't own the property, but it was in her space. It was in her metron. Jesus did this all over, wherever he went. He became a governing force wherever he was. They weren't going to pull anything over him. They were going to pull anything off. They were conspiring. They were trying to trick him with questions. A lawyer posed a question to him one day and said, well, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And one just like it, love your neighbor as yourself. In those two commands, wrap up all the law of the prophets. Everything rests on those two commands. If you want to break down Christianity and make it simple, it's that simple. We don't have to complicate it. Are you loving the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul? Are you loving your neighbor as yourself? Because loving your neighbor as yourself incorporates forgiving them, knocking off the judging, assisting them, you know, telling them about Jesus, feeding them, clothing them if necessary, all of the above. Everything you've encountered. Jesus said, bless your enemies. These are tough ones. What a guy. He's our hero. Rise up and decree with a governing as a governing force. Well, this is going to stop. We are watchmen on the wall. This Wednesday, a lot of people don't attend prayer. I haven't attended prayer in the church for a while myself. But this Wednesday, we're going to, um, we had been, I had been speaking at some point in that meeting, um, feeling led that we should go up to the mountaintops. We should go to the high places. We should go to some of the places around here and start decreeing the word of the Lord as the Lord would give us scriptures to pray and decree over our region before the Feast of Tabernacles. So we are going to start that this Wednesday. We're going to meet right here, and we're going to go somewhere somewhere really close that's right here in the village. We're just going to, everybody that here that wants to meet Wednesday for prayer, if anybody blows a shofar, I'm asking you to come with it so we can blow the shofar over the region. Amen. On uh, the Feast of Trumpets, I don't know where God will lead us. We may meet here. We may go up and blow it on top of a mountain somewhere. But we're going to be in prayer because the song we sang this morning is Spirit, Lead Me. That should be your prayer. If you're sitting here today and you don't know what to pray, then pray, Spirit, lead me. And in order for him to lead you, um, my sister, my precious sister Patricia last week, she came up and she shared about hearing the voice of the Lord. Man, I would love for her to get up here and preach on hearing the voice of the Lord. Because Pastor asked you last week, have you ever heard him call your name? 
the voice in the wind. He doesn't go, Kathleen Louise, like my mother used to say. In fact, when he's really pulling me in, he doesn't really yell at me at all. He says it so quietly that it just seeps through and permeates my being. And I get his attention more than I would ever pay attention to my mom. You know? I want you to hear his voice. That is the cry of my prayers. That is the cry of my heart. And then that you become mature enough to know the difference between your soul's voice that tries to mimic Jesus's. Yes, sometimes our own voice tries to say it's God when it isn't. It's a soulish thing. So I pray for that maturity to come upon you and how we could discern and know the difference. So I invite you this Friday. I invite all of you to join us wherever you are. If you're in some area and the Lord so leads you, go to the high places. And we're going to tear down the altars of the enemy. Because believe me, they're still building them up there. And they're coming down in this village. And they're going to come down in this region. Because God has given us authority he has called us gatekeepers. That means nothing gets in the gate without our seeing it and our approval. It means that we depend on all the security equipment that we have these days. But the best security equipment that you can have is not trying to keep up with that, is spirit lead me, awaken me, speak to me, tell me what's going on. So you better believe I'm going to be praying. So when we get to that prayer meeting Wednesday, I want to hear what God's been speaking to you. I want to hear what God is saying about what's going on. I don't want to be sitting here going, what's going on? What's going on? No, I want to know what's going on. I saw things flying that night, Friday night. I'm not here to scare you, but let me tell you. This feast must be going to be of such a magnitude of impartation. This appointed time, this feast of the Lord, for this much spiritual activity to be going like this, and, and zooming, and challenging, and persecuting, and just challenging, and contention, resistance. Wow, I'm excited. And nothing's going to keep me back, save the Lord's will. Amen? For something else. And I hope you are there. So when I tell you this, I want to tell you that we're also in a season. And um, oh, let's look at my first slide up here. I'm going to go through this really quick. This is Daniel 7. And Daniel was given revelations and visions and all sorts of things, and words about the end times and the times there, and he interpreted dreams. I mean, he was quite a prophet of God, an amazing young man uh, when he was young, knowing the Lord. And in Daniel 7.25, it says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. This is talking about the beast, or some demonic force, okay? I'm just going to simplify it with that. That this would be being spoken out from the evil side against God and that it would wear down the saints. Now, many scholars think that this has already happened and I'm not going to give you a history lesson. But if there's anything I understand about prophetic words about times, there are labors, layers to them and various fulfillments through the ages. And so we can go back here and we can say, how many of you ex have experienced the weariness? He's throwing weariness at us. And yes, we've been busy. We've been laboring for the Lord. And we need more families. We need more young people. We need every all hands on deck. 
This is what the Lord sang. It's kind of like when they were out there in the middle of the sea and the storm was going on, and he was sleeping downstairs. It was like, come on, all hands on deck. We've got to rally together. We can't be too tired. And this weariness that the enemy is trying to bring on the saints of God. So I want, I want us to know and be encouraged because when your spirit man rises up, it throws off weariness. There's just something about it. It just, when your spirit man rises up, like it broke through all timidity for Tina that day. It, it, it went through, gee, what will people think if I'm praying here? That I'm loony toony? Loony Tina? <laughs> no. No, her spirit rose up. It cast off fear. It cast off shrinking back. And the weariness moves aside. And the authority of God comes forth in full force. It has accuracy on the target. It comes executed with all faith, with no doubt that he reigns. And he is who he says he is. Amen? Let's go to the next slide. Everybody read it with me. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. I love those words. And let us not grow weary. We were just told that Daniel saw there was a time coming at the ends of the ages that Satan would be out there to weary down the saints. Get them out of the church. Get them too lazy. Just life is too busy. What have we gone through in the last year and a half? There has been weariness on us, on the nations. How could such a plague affect every human on the planet of Earth? A weariness that maybe we don't even understand. A weariness. A weariness. When will this be over? When will this stop? I can't take this anymore. Weary uh, is being physically and mentally exhausted. I, I can't tell you how many times in this past month I've said, I just feel exhausted. You know, even if it was just something that I could really, a task that I could do, I just was like, I don't know, I'm getting up this morning and I just already feel exhausted. I haven't done anything. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The enemy is trying to make you weary. And we're going to throw it off in the name of Jesus. It's fatigued, feeling fatigued, tired, weary. Your brain isn't even thinking right. I, I've been telling Lonnie, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. It's just not, it's not doing what I want it to do. You know, it feels like a fog. Anybody else been experiencing these manifestations of weariness? We, well, we're waking up to it now. We're waking up to it. Because when we get weary like that, we look for answers to figure out how we're not going to feel that way anymore. We come up with plans. We come up with ideas. We come up with uh, all sorts of plans. I won't even, I won't meddle there, Holy Spirit. It says, let us not grow weary in doing good. And I know that some of us are just now recovering from serving at the block party and the community outreach that we did. It felt good, didn't it? We didn't care about how much work it was. I look at my food shelf team. There's days when they feel weary, but I'm telling you, they are doing so much good. Yes, give them a hand for what they do. They are, they are a team. They are a force to be reckoned with. I don't care what anybody says. Pardon? Okay. Amen. Okay, she's, she's already reading my words. The rest of my friends here. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. 
reaping due season. You see, we get weary, we get tired about things going on in our lives. I mean, this person, it can be anything in your life. It could be your job. It could be where you live, what, what you always envisioned. We sang today, if you say let go, some of us, God is saying let go. Let go of your preconceived ideas of what you would be doing at this moment in your life. Because believe me, mine doesn't look anything like I had planned. Nothing like it at all. Nothing. And I all, I, all along I thought my plan was God's plan. But guess what? It wasn't. So will we let go? Will we let go? If he says no, will we say no? If he says yes, will we go? If he says rise up, will you say yes? If he says pray, will you pray? When you're tired physically, will you ride, let the Spirit of God rise up in you and overcome and throw that off? I'm praying for divine health for all of us. Amen? Strength. Mounting up on eagles' wings. Walk and not faint. Not grow weary. When we're waiting for a due season, I've got strawberries on my, po on my deck. And every time I see one ripen up, I don't know where it goes, but it disappears. I finally asked Lonnie. I go, Lonnie, are you out there on my deck touching the strawberries? Because... The biggest strawberry we had, it was turning red. I just couldn't wait. I had figured out how I was going to share it with him. And I go out to check on it, and the thing's gone. I'm like, what? who's stitching my strawberries? Now I have to wait again, because there's green ones coming. But are you hearing? Like, due season. Sometimes when we sow a seed or we plant something, or we do good, we might not see our reaping moment right away. It's when I plant corn, I have to wait till it's done. Some years it comes in sooner than others. Some years it seems like it takes forever. The right conditions, it all depends on God. So, Reaping. So what I'm telling you that for is sometimes you have to wait. I look at that building next door. That was 25 years till the due season came for the building. 25 years. It was 25 years for Abraham and Sarah to wait after they were really old already for the son of promise that God promised them. They had to wait 25 years until it was impossible. That was like, you know, they let that go. They didn't know how God was going to do it. So there is a due season, and there is a time for everything. And some things come more quickly, and some things take time. Just reaping, reaping. What I want to tell you, due season is promised by God. It really, it's, it's his promise. It's like Abraham. It was God's promise. Abraham came up with ideas on how to facilitate having his son. That didn't work out too well for him and Sarah. But what I want to say is the due season is promised you. That is a promise. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season, this is a declaration, we will reap. But don't forget the last line. If we do not give up, let's go to the next slide, and everybody read it with me. Do not give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. You will reap if you do not give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. No matter what it looks like, ask 
soldiers, ask veterans that were in hand-to-hand combat. Look at the Bible stories. Gideon's 300, you know, all the stories. They did not give up, no matter what it looked like. Look at the United States of America. Look at General Washington down there in Valley Forge. Starving, freezing, sick, no food. They did not give up. They did not give up. Just to put it in our realm. Not 2,000 year ago stories, 200 over, a little over 200 year ago stories. We can't give up. We can't stop now. We're headed for the city built without hands. We're looking for authentic, authentic Christianity. We aren't looking for religions or religion or some code. We are looking for the Christ the Messiah, the Son of the living God, my Savior, our Deliverer, our Healer, our everything. You see, there are laws in the realm. She just said we're going to plant this potato seed. We're going to have a crop. I love that attitude. She's decreeing it. Did you feel the governing force behind those words? And we're going to have potatoes for the feast. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe that's why I was hungering for potatoes Friday night. I bought the most giant potatoes. And everybody's like, these potatoes are so big. Well, in California, when you went to a restaurant, you got a potato. There were some restaurants that, that sold baked potatoes that are football size. I'm not kidding. I mean, they're huge. I asked Barbara because she's seen them in some of the restaurants in California. I said, Barbara, I was just hungry for a baked potato. We don't eat baked potatoes very often, but I just got hungry. And I went down, and we tried to find the biggest potatoes we could get. And I was like, oh, I can't eat all that. I was proud of Sean. Somebody said, you want to split this with me, Sean? And he says, no, nope, I'm going to take the whole thing. <laughs> Come on. I love that. Come on, macho man. But... Um, the law of reaping and sowing also exists in the spiritual realm. Okay? You guys know? Same, same principles, really, that we see here. So what have you been sowing? I want to tell you the mess that the world's in right now is because of some of what mankind has sown over millennia. Sown not following the love of God, not loving one another, the wickedness and the evil. And so what is the earth? What is happening to the earth? We are reaping crops of spiritual death. I'm sorry, but COVID in this whole manifestation, irregardless of how big it is or how little it is or whatever, this entire Thing, this plague, and I, and I want to just say it's COVID. It's a plague of thought, of how people are thinking. It's a plague upon the heart. It, it's a plague of cancer. It's eating away at the goodness of the souls of men. The things where we're coming into the last days where they say, um, good will be called evil and evil will be called good. I talked earlier about the police and that one altercation where this policeman felt his life was being threatened and he had. He has to live with that the rest of his life. Nobody wants to kill another human being. I don't know any officer in our local police department who operates like that. But before, when less than 24 hours, there was a letter written to the town manager, our new town manager. It was signed by a bunch of people. And Friday night, when the second occurrence happened, when we were on our deck, there was a group of individuals that had been brought together and going by word of mouth that were down there doing a vigil, calling for defund the police and to fire this officer before any 
kind of investigation that was going on at the White River Junction Courthouse Friday night when we were here praying and seeking the Lord about the feast. Do you see what I'm saying? What are we talking about? The world, the minds have gone mad. Calling good evil and evil good. I don't want to focus on that, but I want to talk about the spiritual things that we're reaping now because of unrepented sin. And we've got to rise up. We must take our authority and execute it in the realm of the spirit with a governing force. And we say, no, you are not going to have the upper valley. You are not going to have my town. You are not going to have my family. Because I'm going to stand, and I'm not going to stop. I will not be too weary. We will rise up. We will rise up. And we expect for the seeds of prayer that we are sowing and that we have sown over the last decades, I'm expecting a harvest in due season. In due season. I'm not going to let what I see deter me from that. I'm not going to let it twist my mind. I'm not going to make it go, make me go crazy. No. And I know you aren't either. Let's go to the next one. This is in Matthew 13. And Jesus had been telling the parable about sowing seed and how much you could expect to get back in a crop size. And he was telling this, and he was talking about when you cast a seed that goes into thorny ground and nothing comes up, or it goes into very shallow soil, and at first it sprouts right up, but it dies with the first heat on it because there's no root. There's no soil there really to hold it. He talks about when it falls on the good soil. I saw, I wish Bridget was here, Bridget and Chris and Emma were here this morning because on Facebook last night she was showing the fruits of her labor. Her garden is amazing. I just want to go and look at it. I mean, it looked like something out of a magazine. She's been sowing seed, and they've had to be working hard to get that kind of a crop. Still, other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. How much are you expecting? Are you expecting a hundred potatoes for the one eye that you're putting there? See there? That's my girl. She's prophesying that. One eye will produce a hundred. Amen. I'm like abundance fruit. This is the abundant life. I want abundant crops. I want the goodness of the Lord. I have grown weary many years. I have been assaulted physically in my mind. But I want to tell you, the Lord said, you will not die but you shall live in the land of the living, and you shall see the goodness of the Lord. You shall see the goodness of the Lord. That's my heart. I was with um, my sister Patricia last night, and I, I, we're just doing something kind of executive, making an executive decision. How many of you want to get together and start memorizing uh, a scripture. How many of you would like to have a scripture in the bulletin every week for so many weeks and we all rehearse it? What if your Bible was taken away? What if your Bibles were burned? All that you have left is the word written on your heart and in your mind and in your soul, right? And we could learn it together. How would you like that? I loved what my sister said. She says, I'm just thinking about this. It just occurred to me 
that we could get the word this way. It would be a way of discipling one another without adding another burden. And that we get up, and when, we've, when we're sure of it, and when we can all stand here and just speak it together in unison and in unity, then we're like, okay, somebody give us the next scripture. She quoted one of my favorite scriptures of all time, Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We could all learn that together. That will come in handy. You can speak that to someone. And when they're going through something that has no answer or rhyme or reason, we can land on that. We can stand on God's promise that he'll work it for good. Amen? I got excited about it. I'm like, I got to tell Jackie. Let's pick a scripture. We can start with that one. We can start with that one. But um, the other thing I want to know is how many of you would like a Bible study during the day? We have a Bible study on Tuesday night. How many people would like a daily uh, uh, Bible study they could come to in day hours? Because we've got some teachers that want to teach. Look, we've got, we've got, I don't know, four, five, six hands that would show up. So there you go. Well, if there's that many right now, we will have you guys get together and uh, write your names down. And we'll, we'll start doing that. Where there's hunger, God will feed you. God will feed you. We need to strengthen one another. We need to build relationship like Pastor saying. We've got to love one another. We've got to come into the unity of the faith. Amen? So, multiplied sowing. I don't know about you, but I'm going to lay hold of 100 for what I've sown. Sometimes I plant something, and I'm like, what is wrong with this? Debbie told me the other day, she says, I bought this plant. I went, wh- is it Edgewater? She went down. She sees this plant. She says, Kathy, it's just so tall. And here she's, a, she's about this tall. But, you know, so it really is tall. She said it has the most beautiful flowers on it. It's amazing. She's been telling me this for two or three weeks. She says, I bought one. But mine isn't blooming. And it has the most beautiful, royal, velvety, purple flowers on it. She said, it's just amazing. Amazing. And so when she went out, she thought, I'm going to go out there and have them tell me what I'm doing wrong. What can I do to make this thing bloom? And so she went out, and when she was walking off, she didn't. She knew what the fancy uh, scientific name of this uh, flower is, but then she saw a tag or a sticker on the side of the pot of another one that was for sale. And you know what that plant's called? Glory. Glory. And it was so appropriately named because the beauty that she had been describing me, I mean, she was just like, oh, it's just so beautiful. And then yesterday I came home and she had, there was a plant. It didn't have a name on it, but the leaves were even velvety. And it's just beautiful. It's just so different. It's, it's a different kind of plant. And so I just thanked her for it, and she says, That's the glory plant. So now I have a glory plant. Now I'm going to be praying for a hundredfold bloom when that thing blooms. And I don't know what it's going to take, but she's much more of a green thumb than I am. Let's pray right now. God, let's stand up. Let's rise up. We just stand up right now, Lord, as an action of our faith. God, we rise up. We rise up and we take authority and whatever we lay our hands to, everything that we're doing, we will not grow weary in doing good. We declare we will reap. We will reap in due season, Lord, if we don't stop. And Father, we decree together, and let's all say it, we won't stop. We won't stop. We won't stop in Jesus' name. I bless every single one of you. I pray over you in any spiritual battle. I pray that you rise up in the wrath-incited might of God Almighty and destroy the works of the enemy that have come to hinder you in any way or hinder your family, hinder anything that God has called you to do. 
and we release it today in the name of Jesus. We bind up every spirit, just as Matthew 18 says, every hindering spirit, every spirit of rebellion in our region, every lethargic, every spirit of complacency. And Father, we lose steadfastness to the house of God. We lose an awakening, an awakening, and we throw off the spirits of heaviness and the burdens of weariness. And Father, we enter in with a whole heart, our whole mind, all of our soul, and we love you, God. We love you, and we are determined to love one another as we love ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. Uh, just pay for Barbara Fielding. I got a text from Bill Fielding. She was in the hospital. She's gone through a diff different regiment of medication for her cancer. So there was some type of a response. So I just want you to pray for her. Also, as we were speaking to uh, Norman Patricia, I don't know if you've been into CVS, many of the stores, but most of the stores are not replenishing their shelves. So I just try to encourage them to be sure that if you're on some sort of medication, I would encourage you to get that filled up. Because all the NyQuil, all the Tums, all those things aren't being replenished. So I just wanted to encourage you and make sure you do that. And then I'm just going to do one last thing before we close. Or I guess we can close. But since Patricia's back there, I'd like to have Patricia come up and Kyle. Because it's birthday time. And we haven't had the opportunity to be able to. Amen. And Richard, Richard, you want to come up for Bonnie? Because it is birthday time. Amen. Also, just as you're walking up, make sure that when you go outside, there's a beautiful white car as you go down the uh, pathway, and that's Dudley's new car. So I want to make sure that you go out and uh, bless Dudley's new vehicle. Amen. Blessings to Dudley. Amen. Come on, don't you love this hat? I think everybody should have a, a Sunday where all these ladies wear a hat. Come on. Because Hermine is faithful to wear one every Sunday. So come on. Are we ready? Happy birthday. Happy. Happy. Happy birthday, dear. Happy birthday to you. Oh, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. For all of those of you that have been with us this morning, blessings in the name of Jesus. Rise up. Spiritual warriors, we love you and we bless you.